One, two. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Sorry if I put the headphones on. Uh, right, here we go. Oh, shit. So I don't have an enormous amount of time. Okay. Uh, because I'm going off to uh, Bross and I've got a lot of stuff. I've got a bloke coming in about three quarters of an hour to put some blinds up. Okay. So you might have to play a record. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, when are you recording? Tell me when you're recording. I, I, and then... I'm always recording. Yeah, but I've just I've just connected to the studio. I mean, you can't be recording yet. I I am. Oh, for fuck's sake! I wish you wouldn't do that because it really pisses me off. What? Do my job properly? Well, you know. <clears throat> Anyway, listen, right, okay, well, if you're recording, I'm not going to mess around anymore because I have a very busy day and you were late. Have you got a reason for being late or not? Um, yeah, I, I, I was ill. What do you mean you were ill? Well, I'm, I still am ill, really. But You don't sound very good. In fact, quite frankly, you sound quite horrible. Well, I am horrible anyway, but, you know, my voice is not too good. Oh, for goodness sake, we can't have much of that. Should we, you know... Oh, let me get on with it. Let me get on with it. Um... Where should we start? Well, I'll put the jingle in right here. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the James Well Radio Podcast, available right here, wherever you found it. And uh, sadly, it's free. I have been trying for years now. There are 293 hours of this rubbish. And how I got myself into doing this, I have no idea. I don't even remember signing a contract to do this. But there we are. I'm here. Uh, uh, this actually comes from my own home studio, nowhere else and has nothing to do with anybody else I may or may not work for, particularly the BBC. Oh, we'll come back to the BBC a bit later on, I suppose. Uh, they're going down the tubes very fast, which is a shame. I've got friends working for the BBC, who, by the way, don't earn anything like the ridiculous amounts of money we've seen this week. Why would... You know, I'm, I'm whatever the Welsh newsreader's name is, I can't remember. Um, Oh God! What is his name? Nick Owen? No, that's no, that's another somebody. Well, what, Hugh Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards. I mean, he's, he seems a very nice chap, but uh, he gets paid half a million pounds a year for sitting reading a script. Now, you may find this very difficult to believe, but there are no scripts on this, or even my talk radio show at all. Some of my colleagues, by the way, and I think I let this slip out, who work in radio, write. Every single f***ing word that comes out of their mouth. Which I think isn't really the right way. I think if you're going to communicate with people and chat to people, um, you should really be able to do it without having to write what you're going to do now. Now, let me let me tell you something about the BBC. Um, they do what are... And I couldn't get my head around this. I couldn't get my head around this when I worked for the BBC. Um, they give you a scripted two-way which I thought was some sort of new sexual position, but apparently not. Uh, a scripted two-way is where a reporter um, comes in, gives you a script, and then sits down in front of you, and you interview them. So the first couple of times I did this, 
Uh, I just asked the questions that I thought applicable to it and came out. And uh, stupid producer, uh, I don't know how some of these people get jobs, particularly on the local. You see, I'm very passionate about radio, believe it or not. Well, I've spent my entire life working on it. And um, I always get, it's always funny when people, actually, I go and work somewhere and, and, and somebody says, uh, oh, you only got a job here, you know, because you worked on television. In fact, the, the original owners of talk radio back in the 90s, um, I went, uh, I was interested, the first ever national speech radio station, doing the sort of thing that I'd been doing on different radio stations for years. And uh, the silly f***ers who ran it in the first place wouldn't give me a job. And they said, they said, we're trying to employ radio people. We don't want TV stars who think it's a bit... I thought, f*** you. In fact, on my way out afterwards, having having had absolutely no no positive fear, I, I couldn't even stand the people who I don't know who they are. I can't remember their names. Thank goodness. I think one of them went in to be a, a, a mental health nurse, um, and another one became a social worker. And these were people who were running Britain's first ever uh, national talk station. Thank goodness it's now run by the best people, in my view, to run radio. Should always have been in radio from the word go. Anyway. That sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? I'll take that back. There must be some problems. Um, I, I I couldn't believe this this whole business of scripted two-way interviews. I came out and this um, this woman could have been a man, it happened to be a woman who very snot very. I've noticed there is a type that seem to get employed by the BBC in their local radio stations, and then they get promoted somewhere else, and then somebody else comes in and they do it. You see, the radio station itself should be the entity, not a stepping stone for something else. If you want to train to be, go go to an, maybe maybe the BBC should have an academy to train people. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know, but of course, as soon as um, as soon as uh, reality kicks in, the BBC will actually become very very much smaller than it is. No commercial arms, nothing. We've done that before. Anyway, scripted two way. So the reporter, and they have some real, oh, God, the reporters, all want to be on the air, but none of them have the talent to be on the air. They're journalists, and because you have the talent uh, to be a journalist doesn't mean you have the talent to be a broadcaster. They're two different things. So anyway, uh, they would come in, and they give you this uh, script, and uh, I didn't really, I have to admit, I never looked at it. So I came out, and producer says, um, I don't know what you were doing. I said, beg your pardon? I don't know what you were doing. Because they all talk like that in the BBC. If they don't talk like that, they talk in a very broad regional accent. And then they think they're being very diverse. Um, and so I said, I'm doing an interview about whatever it was. Why? I thought it was all right. Wasn't it okay? Didn't we get the points that needed to be got? Um, you didn't use any of the questions that we put down for you. I said, oh, right. I... I I thought that was just a sort of copy of um, whatever the story was about, which I knew anyway. And if I needed any of it, I'd have looked down at it. Yes, but I'm, I'm sorry, but the, 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 the chap you were, our, our reporter, was caught on the hop. I said, oh, I wondered why I didn't seem to know what he was talking about. Because you see, scripted two-way, I am supposed to read out the question as they had prepared it, and then he reads his answer back. That, in my view, is not the way to do an interview. That's just bollocks. And that's why so many of these BBC local radio stations sound appalling, and it's why they don't have very many listeners. Now, there are people getting in 
to BBC Local Radio from Commercial Radio trying to turn it around. Unfortunately, the hierarchy of the BBC is run by a bunch of pretty useless people as well. And uh, they don't want anyone to sort of uh, realise how bad they are, so they try and keep them down. And it's the good one, uh, the good ones who always get complained about, the bad ones. Uh, if you tell a bad one, I'm sorry, you're not doing a very good job, in fact, you're useless, then the thing that they seem to do automatically is complain to HR and say they're being bullied. Well, if you're shit at what you're doing, somebody needs to f***ing tell you, don't they? I want to see radio improve in this country. I don't want to see it going down the toilet. And if you turn on a BBC station, you either hear old-fashioned DJs who couldn't get a job anywhere else or really boring people who don't really seem to understand the point of communication. Anyway, I don't think I'll be f***ing employed by the BBC again for a while. I wonder if they got the bottle to ban me from working on the BBC. I don't think they can, can they? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've got people who'd like to employ me at the BBC and uh, occasionally I'll do some work for them. Uh, because I'll work for some people who I, I have respect for, but there are lots of them who are just useless. You know, they go around from station to station and they are, they are just useless. And the middle management, because you have the, you have the people who, who run the local radio stations and then they have a middle boss between them and someone else, which is totally unnecessary. And you usually find the middle management couldn't fucking organise a... Re- they know nothing about it. I bumped into one the other day who used to be a newsreader on a radio station that I worked on, and they were a shit newsreader. And they've ended up being in, in middle management at the BBC. Anyway, fuck it, who cares? Um, Brexit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I actually, I had to have a chat to my friend Nigel Farage. By the way, there's an, an interview I did a couple of years ago with Nigel on, uh, on the website here somewhere. I did get really annoyed on the radio this week when, um, the, you know, the, the Brexiteers turned up, stood up and turned their back on uh, the Parliament. But, that, you know, I thought it, it's embarrassed the country. It was childish. And, hey, we've got to do deals and work with these people in the future. Doing that seems to me not to be very good. But Nigel sort of agreed and said it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. And to be fair... To be fair, the people running the European Union now, who've just been put in because they're mates of somebody else, I am beginning not now to like the European Union. I think we should have had the sort of, we should have open borders, free trade with the European Union. And by the way, anybody who says, well, we're in control of our orders and decide who comes in, that isn't going to be the case at all. That isn't, because most people who came to this country, I mean, some villains will still try and break in. Most people who came to this country from Europe, if not all, came, had jobs, paid their taxes, live here, and contribute to society. All right? Maybe some of those other countries from former uh, USSR shouldn't have been let in right at the beginning. And maybe Britain should have been more proactive within Europe, like we were when the lovely Margaret Thatcher was in charge. I've been watching the documentary about her. Um, and, uh, I'm, you know, she was a great MP. I met her a few times, great politician, great prime minister. Uh, and I've, I think, you know, they do show the negative side of it. And, of course, you know, we all have a downside. Well, you don't actually have much of an upside when I think about it, do you? No, no, I'm, I'm all down. Yeah, you are all down. Uh, and, by the way, can I just say before anybody, there have been a lot of photographs of me and Lizzie Cundy around at the moment. Yeah, well, she likes to be uh, photographed with all the major stars. Yeah, but can I just say, there is, first of all, there is no truth, and it's been Pride Week, 
Uh, there's no truth in the fact I'm gay. I'd like to have been gay uh, because it would have annoyed so many people. I do like a scatter cushion and I have got lots of gay friends, but I'm not. Um, also, there is nothing going on between me and Lizzie Cundy. And do I have a... I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a, a, a lady I'm quite friendly with um, at the moment. I know some people might find that shocking, but there we are. I'm sorry, but the last thing my wife said before she died was, don't stay on your own. Make sure you don't just stay around moping. And I haven't. I've got over that now to a certain extent. And, uh, I, you know, anyway. But it isn't Lizzie Cundy which has appeared in some papers. So anyway, uh, Brexit. I did find the Liberal Democrats, the yellow T-shirts and bollocks to Brexit on the back, totally offensive. And I interviewed a couple of their MEPs, one who used the word bollocks three times in the first sentence. Uh, I can't remember the wanker's name, but uh, I cut him off and said, don't ever, ever, ever think of wanting to do an interview with me because I don't think you're going to be in politics for long. And he got very snotty. I just cut him off. Fuck. I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to have bad language on my show on the radio. And, and it was just childish. You know, it just shows the, the level of the politicians that we have at the moment isn't very good. I, mean, I was just ashamed of them. And uh, I, I, just, I just think we have got to extricate ourselves from this mess. Yeah, we're going to leave Europe. I did think it would be a thing that we could actually undo... But now I'm beginning to see that the people at the top in the European Union are a bunch of twats anyway. And I think we need to redo it. We need to reorganise the whole thing with Britain at the helm. With close ties with our nearest uh, neighbours, France, Germany, Italy, Spain. Those are the countries we need to be in with and we need to do good deals with and then sell to the rest of the world. I'm not very keen on us doing anything with China, the way they behave, to be honest with you. And they think they're so smart and so clever and everything else. Do you see this, this latest story that's come out about China? I think from a Yangjing province, I might have pronounced that badly, but uh, forgive me, uh, where because they, they uh, have a, a slight different ethnicity to, to the main Chinese and the, the, they're all Muslims, so they've started taking people's children away from them and putting them in huge boarding schools to make them learn to speak uh, Mandarin Chinese. It's, it's like a kind of... Somebody described it as an uh, educational genocide. I think, you know, that we should be very wary of China... And I, I seriously, uh, always great deals we're going to do with China and Australia and everything else, you know, billions of miles away. It's just ridiculous. America is easy to get to from here, just across the Atlantic. Very easy. That's good. Uh, and uh, the, we are part of Europe, so we still trade with them. We've got to get out and, and do a deal. I'm pretty sure we're not going to have a deal. And I think we're all going to suffer for it. And I think there'll be a bit of a recession brought in. Interesting thing in recessions, commercial radio usually does quite well. Well, it's free, isn't it? Well, not not that it's free, but it, it, it's cheaper for people to advertise on. And people have to keep on advertising even in a recession. But the huge cost to advertise on television. So people come back to radio and advertise. It gets your message through better than TV. Couldn't they have just put stop Brexit on their T-shirts? 
Well, they're, 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 I used the word wanker advisedly before. I mean, I don't know who's advising the silly sods, but quite frankly, I think it's appalling. I hate that sort of bad f***ing language. And why does the Brexit party actually turn up? Because if I was them, I just wouldn't turn up. The whole point of them is to be anti the EU, so just don't turn up to anything. Well, I, I, they are now a huge, uh, a huge number of these people in the Brexit party got voted in, and they're there really just to aggravate the rest of it and to to get out as soon as possible. And they also get paid expenses if they turn up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, get what yeah. you can. So, so why I've got a, a bunch of baby starlings feeding on a on a tree uh, with lots of berries on it. I think it's a, a holly tree outside the window here. Fascinating, amazing. Nature, isn't it? Yeah, Have you seen this it. other story I was doing this week uh, about the wankers uh, who go big game hunting in South Africa and they do what is called canned hunting. Uh, and now they're actively people breeding tigers, giraffes, all kinds of big game animals. They breed them to be shot. And they put them in this enclosure and then people pay thousands of pounds to go over to Africa and go and hunt big game. The problem is these animals are hand-reared, most of them. Uh, and so they see a human and they come towards the human just so these wankers can actually shoot them. I think it's appalling. And actually, the Birmingham Gun Show, which is on... Um, I forget the day, I'm not even going to tell you. Uh, actually have got people there advertising these safaris. I think we should kick them out of the country. And I think Birmingham or wherever they hold this thing, should be ashamed of itself. And yeah, before anybody says, I'm still eating a bit of meat and I shouldn't, I realise. Uh, and, you know, we keep animals caged in fields and we take them to a, a slaughterhouse and we hang them upside down and we slit their throats. I am aware. Uh, our treatment, human beings' treatment of animals is just disgusting. And it does, it does upset me. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying not to eat so much meat, I have to admit. It's easy to, to throw a steak in the frying pan and cook it, isn't it? Without thinking. Ooh. Oh, no. Don't go anywhere. I, I think I'm being surrounded. Hold on. You better talk. Uh, oh, I can't. I've got a really bad throat. Um, maybe I should um, have a drink first. Hang a second. Uh. Mm. Uh, hello. Is that better? No, that's worse. Hang on. <clears throat> Take another sip. How's that? Is that better? No, my nose is all blocked. Testing. It was a test. Okay. It was a test. <coughs> they were just seeing if, you know, their bark still worked. And let me tell you, their bark still work. Right. You're, back. You're back. So anyway, a pox on all these big game hunters. You're a bunch of ugly, fat hunts. I've got an idea for them. You better actually bleep some of that out. What? I've got two ideas. First idea is, you know, the animatronic stuff is getting better, so eventually we can have uh, mm. sort of uh, robotic lions that would, they, you know, they can go out and shoot if they're that bothered about it. Alternatively, my second answer, which is a really good answer, is uh, they put other game people in suits and they get them to run around. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Jeremy, um, sorry, Jeremy Hunt this week said he was going to relook at... Uh, uh, the banning of fox hunting. Obviously, this is this is um, this is one of the reasons why uh, the the system has to be changed. The whole, interestingly enough, I have this long discussion with with Nigel about how politics now has to change. This first past the post 
And I'm not, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that, that proportional representation works. We have to look at politics in a completely different way. And people who say, oh, well, I'm not interested in politics, I don't vote and everything else, have to be made to realise that if you want to live in a country, you have to take part in the whole process. Otherwise, I'm afraid it just falls down. And you can't, I'm afraid you can't just say, well, I don't want anything to do, enough to do with me, because you're just a thick twat and you should be made to take and we, we ought to be t- maybe change the word politics to life or something. I mean, it affects everybody. Everybody has to have a say in democracy. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And what is happening now, and always happens, doesn't matter who's in, in power, uh, when uh, they, the political party that is in power gets fed up with the person who is the prime minister, they can change it without asking the rest of us whether we approve and there might be other people we think would be good at being the prime minister. And so these people, uh, Hunt and Johnson, are going around the country uh, trying to get those people who are paid up members of their political party, in this case the Conservatives, um, to vote them in. And they're saying they're going to promise this, this and this. If we, This country will not go back to allowing fox hunting. It's just the most ridiculous, disgusting thing. By the way, I have no truck with the Hans Sabateurs. I think they're a bunch of idiots as well. Um, But that's a side story to this whole business of getting us out of the European Union. I have to say, I didn't think I would ever say this, but I have to say Anne Whittaker's speech the other day, and if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it online somewhere. It was just amazing. I'm not sure I agree with it, completely but it was funny it was delivered with such passion she is a great orator not a great dancer but a great orator it was very good um i don't so can you do tech talk or not on this uh, podcast that i seem to be doing completely on my own i can have a go i've, I've added a, a quick sit is it okay if i start sucking yeah but nowhere near me if you don't mind um did we talk about Boris's Brexit bus? Uh, no, we didn't. I think that's great news. I've always said all along that the people read that bus wrong are idiots. Well, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the the whole thing, though, on both sides is uh, is just stupid. And you'll notice there's a big story at the moment uh, that the uh, MI6 and MI5, whatever, didn't trust Boris to know all the secret information when he was foreign secretary. <laughs> So what they're going to do if he becomes um, uh, if he becomes um, uh, prime minister? I have no idea. And uh, the soldiers filmed using a Jeremy Corbyn poster for target practice have been disciplined, but not sacked. They've probably been just patted on the back and said, "Just don't do it again, guys." And anybody takes a picture, don't put it online. It was a ridiculous thing for them to be disciplined for. It's quite funny. I thought. Who? Oh, oh dear. Well, Is that the Corbyn uh, office getting good touch? No, no, just a friend with a little message. Uh, is, it, is it Lizzie Cundy? No, it's definitely not Lizzie Cundy. Can we stop this? Have you seen the latest pictures? Did I show, did I say, if I send you a picture now, can you put it onto the, uh, and, and see where a lot of this stuff has come from? Okay, sure. I mean, this is it's, it is beginning to get embarrassing. See if I can find it. Okay. Um, send me a clean one, though. Yeah. A what? Send why me. do you look? Why are you doing this? You are just. You are just. Um, I better delete those. <laughs> see, see what I mean. <laughs> me and Dan Wooten from the Sun. Oh. A lot of stories about me and Dan Wooten, but I don't mind those. Those are fine. That's why your Wikipedia says that you are gay. I think. I like a scatter cushion. I'm, te- I'm texting this to you now, okay. right? All right, hang on. 
So here we go. Um, okay, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you got it? Well, it takes a while to get to Wales. Hang on. Oh, yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah. Anyway, Anne Whittacombe. Listen to her speech. It was very funny. Um, oh, I oh, see, Jeremy. I see, I see, I see, I see now why they're talking. Wow. That's a really... Wow, what? Now, that's a picture. God, me. She's fully clothed, you lying little toad rag. I'm talking about your gay pout. My gay pout? What are you fucking going on about, you wanky... <sighs> I'm talking about There's your pout. no gay pout. What are you talking about? Well, you, you're doing that thing with your lips. Well, that's what Lizzie does. So I was just emulating what she does. And that we have the same colour shoes on. I have to say, that is a really good photo. Whoever took that is very good with a camera. Uh, I'll tell you who took that. Hannah Hope, who is the deputy entertainment editor of The Sun. Oh, very nice. Um, and we were at this cocktail thing. On the roof of Talk Radio. So, is that going in the uh, one of the glossy magazines inside the uh, the supplement? Magazine? I sincerely hope not. No, I mean it's just a, it was. Lizzie wanted a photograph because you know what she. Oh God, I hope I hope she's not going to do anything with that. You even got matching shoes. I just said that. Did you? And a handbag. Yes. My handbag wasn't there. Right, anyway, moving on. So you could put that on the... Where, where could you put that? On the website, I suppose. Uh, yeah, on the website, on your, on your photographs. I could, actually, I could actually put that on my Instagram now, couldn't I? You could I never do, thought yes. about doing that. Yeah. I don't think. I put on my Instagram a, a really... Uh, I had a, a girl called Chelsea, who... Uh, Joe Brown, who... Um, Bobby Brown, wasn't it? Joe Brown. Uh, oh, last night. Um, were on my a radio show last night. Uh, Chelsea is the protege of um, the guys who formed Cool and the Gang. Oh, yeah. And she has a, a record out which is absolutely amazing. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just putting this out on Instagram. I'm not going to put any any uh, anything. I'm just going to post the picture. And you can go and have a look at it. I'm not saying anything. You're going to upset all the ladies that thought they were in with a chance now, aren't you? What, with me? Yeah. No, they're fine. I'm always available. There's enough whale to go around, is there? There's a lot of whale to go around, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not come through on Instagram yet. Does what? it take a time? Well, maybe the Instagram's in Wales as well. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, let me have a look at Lizzie Cundy, see if she put... She was with Simon Cowell last night giving... You see, she's giving him a kiss as well. Yeah, she yeah. did that after she was with me. I think you're safe with Simon Cowell. I think he's quite happily in his uh, relationship. Yeah. Well, Lizzie is, um, Lizzie's just got pictures of Lizzie, actually. <laughs> yeah. I see, Lizzie. So you didn't put me on your flipping, what's it? Right. You're not, you're not good enough. No, I think I overshadow her. I said to her, you know, you are looking a little bit dowdy, I said to her. And, uh, and maybe, um, maybe you need to uh, up your game a bit because I, I mean, I don't want to be seen with anybody that's, um, uh, that 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 could sort of affect my career. How come you didn't go to the uh, psycho event last night? Because I was working. I'd have I'd have skipped work for that. Would you? Yeah. Think think of your career. Yeah. My career's fine, thank you. Uh, so anyway, this girl Chelsea, who's got a record out, and you've got to go and look at it online. It's called Red Toolbox. Pink Red Toolbox. Red Toolbox. No, Pink Toolbox. Is it a Pink Toolbox? Hang on. 
Here's a bit of a singing live on the show. I know it's looped. So she must do a lot of um, she must do what? a lot of uh, pelvic floor muscle exercises then. Oh, by the way, the picture of Lizzie and I is now on uh, my Instagram, which is James Well Radio, isn't it? James Well Radio, yeah, yeah. Uh, so go and check that out, on Instagram, and Lizzie and I, and you can see she's not really showing herself off to her best, and uh, I think I'm kind of overdoing her a little bit. Uh, so anyway, Chelsea, and you, you, this is a great song. It's a really great... You, and that was her singing just with a guitarist. Yeah, that's what And to, to, to see the video, um, which is a really funky soul track, dance track, and you could hear it there, couldn't you? In the, uh, it's very, very seldom people who do that sort of music can, can actually sing live with a, an acoustic. So you want to, people to go to Google and type in uh, Pink Toolbox. And, Chelsea's uh, Pink Toolbox. It's my pink toolbox. Yeah. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Nice. And uh, she, and I said, um, yeah, because I said there's a picture of a pink toolbox in the, uh, in, the, in the videos, so it's worth seeing just for that. And she opens a pink toolbox and then she pulls out this silver hammer. <laughs> hang on a minute how did this video get on youtube what do you mean how did it get on on you YouTube? Can't, you can't put images like that on youtube there are guidelines you, you the what, video get taken off what is wrong with somebody's pink toolbox well the, the, the pink toolbox by itself is fine but you know putting your hand in and pulling out a hammer is is not the sort of thing you'd expect to see on youtube you wouldn't you know, to be fair, you wouldn't expect to see um, sugar. Where is it? Oh, here we are. You wouldn't expect to see it um, like it was filmed. I mean, it was. It was. You, you, you know, you probably. Hang on. I think I found it now on uh, YouTube. Here we are, Chelsea, and the she's very, very good looking. This is it. <laughs> Before the hammer bit, I suppose so. I was kind of enjoying it, but okay. <laughs> I've turned it off now. I don't think well, I could see that kind of imagery this time of morning. Why? It's not. You know, people could listen to this anytime. She is a very, very sexy lady. And uh, I opened up my phone this morning. Okay. Yeah. I opened up my phone this morning, and uh, I got this. Oh God! Was it from Curvy Love? James, Ash, and Phil. Hi. Great show last night, guys. we got to do it again. Love you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having us. See? Very nice, you know. Very seldom do you get a little message from somebody you've interviewed. Maybe they invite you on to the next shoot. My pink toolbox. There's a bit of it where, if you look very closely, she's naked as well. I haven't got a toolbox. I've just got a pink tool. 
What would you have a pink tool for? Comes in very handy sometimes. I've got a pink watering can. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Is it yeah. always sprinkling? Anyway, uh, pink toolbox is going to be... Didn't you think it was a good, the uh, the actual fully mixed version? Don't you think that's good? I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out later when my wife's not around. I don't think she'll mind. Can you put the video on the website for people Ooh, to go and have a look at um, Yeah, but then we'd have to do age verification. It's nothing rude. Uh, every, you know, a lot of people, not everyone, has got a toolbox. I've just got a tool. Um, right. Were you going to do, uh, were you going to do tech talk or are you not up to it? Uh, I'm up to it. I'm okay. Well, get on with it because I've got things to do. Okay. Um, Samsung is being sued in Australia by their consumer watchdog for allegedly making misleading claims about their water resistant properties of its phones. In other words, it's not water resistant. Well, (laughs) yeah, well, phones don't really work very well actually being, do you know where the worst thing is when people get phones in water? Do you know what? Women drop them in the toilet. Yeah. I would never drop my phone in the toilet. How does that work? Yeah, a man is more likely to drop their phone in the toilet than a woman. But according to figures, women are more likely. Yeah, but the, the women plug up the, the hole, don't they, fully. The man doesn't. What? Well, the woman sits on the toilet and the man stands in front of the toilet. So the yeah. man is more likely to drop the phone in the toilet than the woman. If the woman drops the phone, it'll fall in her lap. And if she obviously opens her legs, it'll drop in the toilet. But you'd have to be stupid to do that if your phone just fell in your lap. So how do the women drop it in the toilet? No idea. Maybe somebody will let us know. Jameswareradio at gmail.com. Thank and you. I, right, go on. I was going to say, how does a man use the phone when he goes to the toilet? Because you need your hands, don't you? I've no idea. It seems ridiculous. Anybody dropping their phone in the toilet. Ridiculous. But apparently that's one of the ways that people damage their phones most. And they bring it into the shop, my shop, and say, I've dropped my phone in the toilet. Can you fix it for me? It's like, yeah, as if I'm going to touch your phone. Yeah, tell them no. Tell them no. I've put it in the box. Right, come on, because, you know, you were later. I've got places to go and I've got somebody coming around in a minute. Let's get on with it. Okay, uh, Vodafone also switches on some 5G networks in seven cities in the UK. Will my phone pick up 5G? Uh, you, when you're in London, it will, yeah. Ah, no, 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 yeah. you need a new phone. You need a new phone for 5G. Do I? Oh, right. Do I want one? No, I can't be bothered. 4G is fast enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, bitcoins. Yeah, but they're just stupid, aren't they? They're not environmentally friendly, even though they're virtual currency. Really? Yeah, to make... Nothing bit- is environmentally friendly, is it? Uh, Bitcoin's energy consumption is the size of the entire energy consumption of Switzerland. (laughs) Really? Yeah, (laughs) because to make Bitcoins, you need to have very powerful computers that go mining, and they draw, like, kilowatts of power, like electric bar heaters of power to generate Mm. Bitcoins. And obviously, people at home generate Bitcoins or segments of Bitcoins. See, I've been doing a little bit of research. I've always ignored Bitcoins because I think the whole idea is stupid. Um, Mm. So you have to use a lot of electricity to make Bitcoins. So it's using so much power that it's not very green. Mm. People did make money out of it in the early days, but that was before anybody knew about it. That's very true. Um, Okay. Next one is, uh, you know, Mm. I reported that Apple's new MacBooks have got a really shit keyboard that breaks. Right. A bit of dust underneath the keyboard and the whole keyboard stops working properly. It's just a nightmare. 
Everyone yeah. complained about it. It's horrible to type on. There's no travel. So when you type, it's like typing on glass almost. And it's very noisy. Yeah. So if you're in a library and someone's got one of these new MacBooks, you can hear them on the other side of the room. Well, mm. like, apparently they've dropped it now and they're going to uh, go back to the old scissor action keyboards. So that's good news for every Mac owner. So What, what is the one I've got then? I've got a MacBook Pro. Yeah, you've got the old-fashioned scissor action keyboard. So yours is okay. All right. Nice and okay. spongy when you're typing. Yeah, I like a bit of sponge. Um, I don't like anything too hard. Apparently, I'm a celebrity. Why? If you have more than 30,000 followers, it officially makes you a celebrity in the UK. Really? Yeah. According to whom? Uh, the UK advertising watchdog. So what does that mean? If you have more than 30,000 followers and you have a photograph of you holding a can of Coke in your hand, you have to say this is an advert, if it is an advert. If you have under 30,000 followers, you don't have to say it's an advert. Hmm. I've got over 30,000 followers. You have, yeah. You have to say it twice. Hmm. Okay. I'll think about that. <clears throat> I don't like being told what to do by anybody. Um, right. Okay. Uh... Films? Is that films? it? I can do films. What? Films? Oh, films, yeah. I watched... Anyway, go on. Uh, Brightburn. Brightburn? Yeah. Have I seen that? I don't think I have. No, it's in the cinema. Um, it's uh, it's like Superman gone bad. Evil Superman. I don't want to see it. It was all right. Very predictable, though, but all right. Mm. I give it like a three out of five. Did, did I tell you the one I watched the other day? Which one did you watch the other day? Did we talk about Closer? I thought it was a great movie. Oh, Closer. It's one of the best films on uh, Netflix. And if you've got Netflix, also check out uh, Bird Box, which I was late to. came out about a year ago. I watched that the other day. Awesome. Well, I've just... Because you told me to. Mm. I've watched the first half hour of it. Bird Box? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where they're doing a sort of throwing back and then cutting to what she's doing. She's in this boat with her kids, blindfolded. Yeah. Why? What, you want me to ruin it for you? Well, okay, I know there's some virus going around and people are committing suicide and the, she's worked out that it's all from something you see. Yeah. Is it a bit slow or do I need to give it more of a chance? It's a little bit slow. Obviously, yes, it's it's a slow burner, but it's a very, very good mm. film. It's got Sandra Bullock in it. What, what more could you want? Yeah, but there's some pretty gruesome bits in it and I don't like all that. Yeah, okay. Well, you enjoy Close. That's got some gruesome bits in it. Yeah, I know, but it's a man's movie. This is more of a chick flick, isn't it? Oh, shit, that was my knee. Fuck. Mm. <sighs> right. <laughs> Um, I did see Cold as well. Was that Cold? Was that um, Cold. Liam Neeson's new movie? Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuits, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a bit boring. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a murder she wrote. Yeah. Closer. That is a brilliant movie. Close. And I don't know who the star is in it, but she was flipping good. Anyway. Um, right. I see we've got some more reviews. Where did you get these from? You made these up. Uh, I, I might as well have done because they're very good. Uh, they're from iTunes. Well, it's very nice of people to uh, go on and... Uh, but I suppose if you don't like it, you're not going to listen, are you? I mean, why would you just sit around listening to this rubbish? Uh, the Peter J. Uh, amazing production. Um, what? 
do what a lot of, production I put a lot of production in and there's there's, uh, there's lots of sound effects and swishes and swoops and one of the best and entertaining podcasts on iTunes well done to all involved I bet I have a listen to this I never listened to what you do which is worrying because when I did listen to what you do we had a massive argument because I told you you're putting bits in that were just private conversations between you and me and if I find you're doing that again I will be coming up there that, that's the best bit of the show, to be honest. That's that's like the goal. Craig FG says, I hear James Whale. I think Shocked that's... and amazed, Whaley is back downloading all episodes. You'll be there for fucking ever. It, actually, when we first started doing this, uh, the quality wasn't that good, was it? Did it just on the phone before we got the studio set up? That's true. You, you literally had a um, one of those Apple earbud microphones sellotaped yeah. to your face. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, David G, my whale void is filled at last. Is that like a pink toolbox void? Uh, James Whale was a big part of my life growing up. Late night radio was never the same. Now he's back for everyone. That's very nice of you, David G. And talk radio evenings, 7 o'clock till 10. I'm back. Um, Dozer99 said it's worth a listen. I used to always listen to James Whale on Talk Sport. Now he has this podcast I can listen again. And he's still as good as ever. That's very nice. Thank you. Um, I look forward to more episodes and maybe longer shows. Also, for anyone who doesn't know James, give this podcast a go. It's really good. Thank you very much indeed, Dozen99. Um, you can listen to the Talk Radio now as well. We give Talk, Talk Sport, who we're all in the same building, Virgin Radio, Talk Radio and Talk Sport. And uh, we often give talk sport a mention. I mean, I'm off, often talking about Alan Brazil and how he still manages to get out of bed. Not really a positive mention, though, is it? What? Alan, I love him. I just wonder how he keeps going. You can't say that. The rumours are still what? spreading. About me and Alan Brazil? Yeah. Oh, he would hate that. If, every, if I was to spread and say that Alan Brazil and I um, go back... <clears throat> no, I think we should better leave that alone, because... Yeah, he he would get upset about that. I keep trying to remove the the gay reference off your Wikipedia, but they keep putting it back on. What does it say? It said rumored to be gay. Well, take the fucking thing off, will you? Just not true. If it was true, I'd be boasting. I'm not embarrassed about it. If I was gay, I'd be very happy about it. I don't understand. Um, I, I do understand. I know I have some friends who are gay who are not out because they think their parents would be really upset. But there's such a shame in this world. There's so many problems and so much. You know, your sexuality is not a problem to anyone uh, or shouldn't be a problem to anyone. Right, let's do questions for the whale. Come on. I was going to say, I, I'd still love you if you came out. I would treat you the same way as I do now. Can you shut up? I am not gay. If I was, it would be fine. Apparently my colleague Ian Leake has come out as being bisexual. I don't believe it myself, but there we are. Uh, Jonathan Lewis. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your opinion on the job losses in the betting industry announced this week? Um, I, well, I could see it coming. Uh, my opinion is uh, that you can bet online and why would you need to go into a shop? And it might actually help some of those people who get addicted not to do it because some of those people just go into the shop I think for for some kind of um, some kind of company, and then get addicted to betting. Yeah, but it's all apps now, so in a way you've got the sort of uh, mm. 
sort of gambling element of the gaming side of things as well as the original yeah. gambling yeah. thing. So it's probably twice I'm not fun. a gambling person, so I, uh, I don't actually know. But anyway, go on. Have you ever put a bet on? Never. Big Brother once, I bet on the winner, and I won about 11 quid. What, on the Big Brother winner? Yeah. Oh, who was that? I think it was someone called Rachel. Oh. Oh, gosh. Right, come on. I've got things to do. Can we get on with this? Come uh, on. Dan, come on. Dan Saunders, uh, talking about seagulls protected species or otherwise. Uh, talk about seagulls and protected species. Well, no, the seagulls in themselves. Should they be protected species? Everything should be protected, There's, you know. Everything should be protected. Otherwise, we're going to start saying, uh, why are there so many human beings? There are actually too many human beings on this planet. Uh, but we're not going to cull ourselves, are we? Christina Ackroyd. Who? Christia Ackroyd. Who? Krista Ackroyd. Krista Ackroyd. I'll get there eventually. I used to work for somebody called Krista Ackroyd. Or maybe it's the same person. It is one of your friends on Facebook at the end of the day. What are you looking at my friends on Facebook for? Well, you put your questions out every week and I have to nick them off there, don't I, to do this bit of the show. Okay. I, I, can I read the question out now? From Hello, Krista. Long time no see. Give me a call sometime. Ackroyd's a very Hello. rare surname. Air, she's in Yorkshire. She used to work, uh, she used to be the boss of, of Radio Air in Leeds back in the uh, day. One of the first companies I set up was with a, an Ackroyd. That's just a bit of point. Just replying to somebody on, uh, I was getting lots of response to the picture of me and Lizzie Cundy, and there's nothing in it. Yet. Um, has politics sunk to a new low with the Lib Dems t-shirts and the turning back the Brexit party? And how will such childish rude behaviour lead to an easier exit or a better deal? Well, Krista, that's a really good question. As uh, I don't know what you're doing now, but that's a very good question, which I uh, did on talk radio the other night. Uh, it is absolutely childish and, quite frankly, has embarrassed this country. Turning their back on uh, the, the European Union government, if you like, uh, hasn't done us any favours at all. Although, uh, when I spoke to Nigel the other night about it, he, he sort of... You know, Nigel's very good at having a, you know, why why he did it. And having listened to Anne Whittacombe's speech, I must admit, it was uh, it was quite exciting. Having been a Remainer and now realising that we can't remain anymore, there really is no point. We've burnt our bridges, we've damaged our relationship. Uh, I'm hoping that what will happen is that we will leave the European Union. I'm hoping with some kind of deal. I fear not. But then after we've left, I hope we will do a deal which will include a free trade deal because we would be stupid to do anything else. Uh, the Liberal Democrats are now, quite frankly, um, a, a non-entity politically. And uh, what they did was was rude and childish. And to be quite honest with you, I, don't, I'm, I really don't know what they thought they were doing. Um, they're supposed to be a little more intelligent than that, so quite frankly... I don't think many people are going to bother with the Lib Dems anymore, even though they think they're on a roll. I think they've come across as particularly stupid. The MEP, the Lib Dem MEP that I interviewed the other night, who thought it was funny to use the word bollocks on the air. Oh, God, hang on just a minute. <clears throat> Hello? Hi, James. Uh, Stephen from JLS. Oh, yeah. Hi, um, 
I can be there about half past one. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll be waiting for you. Thank you very much. That's great. I'll be sure All right, bye, bye. Bye. You've got JLS coming round? Yeah, yeah. It's going to do a little little number for me. Wow. Okay. Um, did you finish? I'm a star. There? Well, yeah. You got thirty thousand plus. Um, did I finish? Well, I think. I think. Sorry, I think I did finish. I think the the Liberal Democrats are probably finished as any kind of serious political uh, political entity now. I'm I'm just wondering whether Anne Widdicombe is going to come back into politics in a big way. Her speech was pretty good. That was one of many I've been watching her speeches over the last few weeks. But I think we've damaged all chances of having a reasonable exit. Uh, from the European Union, and I don't think people realise how difficult uh, the next few years is going to be. But hopefully, beyond, we will be able to reinstitute some bridges that we've burnt. Okay, uh, Daniel Severin, do you have to put him in every week? I didn't put him in last week. Okay. Uh, hi, James. I wonder what's on your bucket list. Don't have one. Yeah, because when the list runs out, that's it. Game over. Hmm. Uh, Gene Matheson. Oh, I do want to meet Kylie Minogue. I'm just thinking if I can sort that for you. Okay, come um, Let me think on that one. Uh, Gene Matheson. Should the sugar tax be dumped? And why can't I buy a bottle of wine up here after 10pm? Where is up here? Well, up here, that, I, I assume know. that's up in the Highlands somewhere, is it? I don't know. I mean, I, you, you should be able to buy a bottle of wine anytime you want, 24 hours a day. Uh, you've just probably got people who, I don't know, I have no idea. I mean, um, the tax, the sugar tax, yeah. Yeah, it, if sugar is as bad as everybody says for people, uh, uh, then just make it illegal to use as much or give a limit for the amount they can use. And there are lots of company now, companies now not using so much sugar. But, you know, people are their own worst enemies. And and I have to say, there are an incredibly large amount of fat people who work for the NHS. Have you ever noticed that? No, I'm going to say no, actually. Why? Because I've been in the NHS, the hospital, uh, a few times. And yes, you see them. And I think they obviously stand out more than the others. But mm. uh, in general, the, that that's not true. Well, I think, you know, if you work for the NHS and you're telling us all the time we should be losing weight, I think, you know, you should start with yourselves. Yeah, but the people that might be overweight might not actually be uh, dietitians. Doesn't matter. They're part of the public. I'm just getting fed up with it. Listen, if you don't want to be overweight, you might have a medical problem, uh, a, a mental health problem or a physical problem, I don't know. But most people are overweight because they eat too much. Mm. I think they should drop the sugar tax for Coca-Cola. There's an advert for you there. I think Coca-Cola is horrible. No, no, I'm editing that out. Not having that. Uh, Rob James, before also, the event... I've sat in here with no clothes on. I need to go and put some clothes on. Come on. Rob James, before the invention of crowbars, did the crows have to drink at home? Yeah, and it was a real thing that, that crows had a, a really big social gathering and, and unfortunately the crowbars have actually meant that, that the family life of the crow has been thoroughly dispersed which I think is a shame and Maggie college 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 one of them um, whatever happened to filthy the dog 
I've, I have to say, I've never heard of Filthy the Dog, so uh, I'm sure Filthy the Dog is around, but like a lot of things, just became unfashionable. Cleaned up his act. Did he? Yeah. Do you know who Filthy the Dog is? I've no idea. I'm just guessing. All right, okay. Uh, right, that's it. There's uh, 293 hours of this year. Can we not make money out of this? Can you not find a way of making some money? I mean, I'm down to my last couple of quid here, look. Um, are you not getting the revenue stream, then? You know perfectly well I'm not. Oh, there's something going wrong. And if there, I so. find that you are actually making money out of it, there is going to be trouble. I'm just going to suck on one of my lockets. I would suck on something. Right, I've got to go because I've got JLS coming round. I'll talk to you later. Thank you all very much indeed. Don't forget, check out the website, uh, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. And I'm on Twitter at the James Whale and Instagram. I'm just starting on Instagram. And somebody said to me, why do you put pictures of yourself out? Well, that's I thought that's what people wanted on Instagram. That's, that's it. That's all. all these lockets are really, really nice. They contain menthol and soothing honey. But that's not Can I just say something? Yeah. Fuck off. Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash show or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.